What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. A fist away from it. Like, really? Pull, pull your mic down closer. <laughs> You're not talking close enough. Yeah, right? he's always going to tell people, like, you can move it. He's so good at moving it, too. Like, whenever he's adjusting, he just, like, automatically moves it with him. Wherever he's going. Yeah. It's <sighs> pretty clever. See, dude's, I need to get better at that. Dude's got some hours on it. For sure. <laughs> like, major hours. Major, major. Yeah. Right? Man. So what did you think of that food? Oh, dude, so high grade. It was good, dude. Yeah, that came out so amazing. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Yeah. I was super nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what makes you a good cook then, right? I I guess, right? I really liked what you said. The seasonings in the shadow. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, best fertilizer for the plants is the farmer's shadow, and the best seasoning for food is the, the cook's shadow. Right. Hell yeah. I totally, I like, I understand that <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense. It makes the meal for sure. Yeah, man, I mean, I've, I've smoked before mm-hmm. um, on a smoker. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Get that clear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely smoked before, <laughs> but that say, was a long time I'm ago. I'm pretty sure you've smoked before. Yeah. Just once or twice. But, uh. Using charcoal and soaked wood pellets and not wood pellets, but soaked wood chunks mm. and wood chips. Uh, it was a long time ago, though, you know? Yeah. And then I kind of just went to gas, except for when I'd be doing a flip-flop. Mm. And then I'd only be really using charcoal and, like, flip-flop or, like, something fancy, ribeye steaks and lobster tails or, mm. you know, something like that. and. It's nice to have a fully functional, extremely controllable uh, heat unit. Yeah. To yeah, cook I was on. super impressed how that yeah. came came yeah. through. Yeah. So now we're sitting in the in the podcast in the podcast laboratory. In the official domain of yeah. the podcast. Right. I get. I mean, I'm just making it now so we can be in the shade because it's hot today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a hot day, man. So Adam. How are you, man? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Keeping up with things, you know. One foot in front of the other will get you there. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay positive. Enjoying the time with the family and juggling work and being a teacher and right, all that stuff. It's kind of insane in the time that we're in right now because... It's not planned vacation time with the family. Yeah. Right? And it's funny when I talk to, I mean, my family, I mean, obviously I'm not a dad and I'm not like, you know, I don't have a a family underneath me, but I, you know, I mean, I have a family above me and around me. Mm, Well put. You know, and uh, it's really interesting to talk to my buddies that all have, you know, a family underneath them and, uh, for the majority of it, like everybody's like, I'm taking 100% advantage of the time that I get to spend with my family. 
that I never get to spend with my family. Like, because this circumstance is like, it's like we're all in school, Hmm. in grade school and high school, and we're all out for summer break. Hmm. And there's no job there, you know, like some people are considered essential employees. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, everybody's just trying to be like, uh, I don't want to say it's testing, but you're really learning, you know, and especially for people with spouses and yeah. significant others and, you know, getting to spend this time together and, you know, like, I don't think I've spent time like uh summer break period of time with a significant other mm. Since I was in high school. Yeah. And I couldn't even say that I had, like, many girlfriends over summer breaks <laughs> when I was in high school that I spent a lot of time with. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. How has that been for you? It, it's wild, man. I mean, I definitely consider myself lucky that, you know, a couple of the, my favorite people in the world are, you know, my wife and my daughter. And, and we're comfortable with each other. We're, you know, folks that are familiar with spending time in close quarters and and all that and so i'm super thankful for that you know it's definitely a lot of time and i'm doing a lot of work from home Uh, my wife is doing a whole lot of work from home and so that's intense and and the taking on the job of being the homeschool teacher is super intense but overall, it's this opportunity of, you know, you, you either got to settle into it and, and take the good and, and the bad and the, and the difficult and the wonderful and, and, and take them for what they are and go with it. You know, I'm, I can only imagine, you know, you figure there's a lot of people that are, you know, have a girlfriend that they were, you know, not super close with and maybe didn't spend a whole lot of time and just kind of passed each other by and i just can't imagine what that would be like um you know for them but Mm -hmm. overall we're super lucky to be living where we're living and uh, that makes a huge difference you know we can walk out our door and get in the woods you know super easily um you know west marin man yeah it's huge west marin super thankful for the community you know everybody's really conscious of being respectful of each other and you know there's a lot of different opinions in a really small community but overall even with the very you know varying um, perspectives on what's going on everybody really is holding tight to to being respectful and considerate of each other Um, you know there's there's little hiccups here and there but overall um, it's pretty darn smooth, you know, and, and when we're out taking our family walk, you know, it's all smiles and hellos and um, from a distance, of course, <laughs> you know, <laughs> playing that game. And, you know, you get a couple dogs and people all trying to pass each other at the same time on the trail. And, it, and you know, it gets interesting. But um, does it ever uncomfortable? Like, I know I haven't been out on any hiking trails, mm. you know, but like going through the aisles at Safeway. Yeah. You it know, gets awkward. Like, dude, if someone gets within three feet of each other, people are like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, step yeah. back, step back. Like, it's it's intense, man. Yeah, the personal space thing is definitely, definitely interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, keep keeping up with it and, and staying busy and, and uh, trying to have patience for each other is, you know, is definitely key in the whole making it through this without being at each other's throats without wanting to fucking next level each other <laughs> yeah exactly man it's definitely 
you know that everybody's you know skin wears thin sometimes and and it's key to kind of be able to take a minute and do your own thing as best you can yeah hey we're gonna take a break Derek I think we were just vamping right just <laughs> so out of lost track of everything right there yeah yeah right let's go go fresh traditional valley head though you know hell yeah i'll be there at four o'clock <laughs> show up at fucking 1 30 <laughs> usually it's the other way around though oh dude i'll be yeah. there at 1 30 and show up at four yeah man city time will give you stomach cancer seriously <laughs> island time man yeah i remember when i used to go to hawaii a bunch not a bunch but when i go out there it always just be like just try to stay on island time which is like no time no time no time man. maybe today maybe yeah. tomorrow <laughs> just get it done at some point yeah <laughs> yeah you know but anyways Word. anyways how you doing doing good man doing good yeah. family coronavirus i think that's kind of where we were at thank yeah. god that got interrupted yeah yeah exactly you know moving on <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. You know, so, Adam, you've been on the podcast before. Yeah. Episode 69. Enjoyably so, yeah. Right, and that was quite some time ago. Way back when. It's like a year ago. It must have been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, and it's, it's fun for me to have you come on because we've known each other, like, forever as anybody who wants to listen to the first episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and part of the reason of having you come on originally was because my concern about CBD and and being somebody who's involved in sobriety and not wanting to get high, but also try to figure out and reap the benefits that people are finding of CBD. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to get like, you know, reassurance or assurances from you before I ended up going down that adventurous road, uh, which I've gone down for the last year. Yeah, so how's it been, man? What do, what do you think? Uh, You're not getting high, right? I, I haven't once that I could sit here and, and tell you of. Yeah. And and I've used every product that you guys have had from your, like, triple strength, mm-hmm. right? Because you had triple strength for a little while. Still do, yeah. Still do, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's epic, and I've, I've also used just straight up across the board, you know. Single strength Sing- triple strength. Yeah, yeah. single strength. And uh, Did I've, you use the pain stick yet? I don't even know what that is, man. Oh no, yeah, that's that's we can, we've come out with a few new You've products. You've come out with a lot of new products in yeah. the last year. Yeah. Like you guys have really been like putting I know that my mom uses a ton of your salve. Yep. Is yep. that what it is that Balm, she's using? Salve. Balm. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like All of the above. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about the products that you guys have also introduced in the last year as far as Circle Labs goes and you know, I'll talk about my experience as well as yeah. how it's helped me immensely through my deer season immensely through hiking and backpacking you know with upwards of 60 70 100 pounds on my back and the benefits and rewards that i've received but you know what's your products what do you guys have going on now yeah so i mean just like going back just like recap a little bit like you know we we really you know started with the products then kind of built the company around the products when and really tried to do our own innovation and and our own process kind of looking back to the ancient approach to to processing cannabis and then using all the research that's happened since then to you know 
meld those together as best we can to make you know a wholesome product you know so, so. i'm going to interrupt you what Please. would be an example of like an ancient process well so you know olive oil and cannabis are both are two you know two things that humans have been messing around with for you know many thousands of centuries years, you know? yeah yeah i mean we're talking you know olive oils you know four five thousand year history of um you know cannabis you know our cannabinoid receptors as far as we can tell showed up about ten thousand years ago and and you know in all likelihood we were probably interacting with the plant quite a bit before that um in order to get to the point where we developed cannabinoids right. cannab cannab Right? Did I say that right? Cannabinoids? Cannabinoid receptors. Cannabinoid receptors. Yes. Thank yes, you. Exactly. What did we call them last time? Cannabidies? Cannabidiol. Cannabidies. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, biddies. Get the cannabidi. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, olive oil is this, you know, extremely, you know, it's chemically diverse. You know, you, um, you know chemicals got, you know, some kind of heebie-jeebie associations with it. So a lot of times I'll refer to it as phytonutrients, nutrients that come from plants, you know, phytos, plant, nutrients. Um, so um, in all likelihood, people were infusing cannabis into olive oil for at least a couple thousand years you know i mean there's you know some wild stories in the bible of you know king solomon doing all kinds of weird you know wild uh oil anointings and you know some people have kind of thought that maybe you know there was some cannabis involved in that there's all kinds of stories about solomon and cannabis and is yeah. it really yeah yeah i mean there's you know all, the rastafarians in jamaica are, are pretty hard set on the idea that you know cannabis was found growing on king solomon's grave mm -hmm. um and and he talks about offering up prayer ashes and so there was a lot of burning of incense and stuff going on but maybe it was his ashtray that he was you know stubbing joints out in who knows <laughs> <laughs> um however it works but you know he was a wise mellow kind of minded guy in a lot of ways so there's you know however you want to take that you know that's up up to up to everybody. interpretation exactly and whatever feels right to you but in all likelihood there was a lot of combining olive oil with other medicinal herbs you know since ancient of days so that's that's clear um you know cannabis has been part of you know shamanic tradition for thousands of years you know there was a grave found a while ago that was like 2000 years old and dude had a big old bag of cannabis in in the in the tomb with him really yeah and and it was preserved uh, somewhat preserved, preserved en enough. enough to figure it out. Yeah, and they could do a genomic test and show that it was actually a, a cannabis plant that produced THC. They could they could see um, that that was part of it. Um, in all likelihood, they didn't test it for um, the you know synthase for for CBD and and the degradative enzymes are are a little harder to track. So who knows? In you know, land-raised cannabis in general in the mountains of, you know, the, you know, Afghan Kush region and, and Pakistan and all that, most of those plants produce a really wide array of cannabinoids. They're not THC dominant or CBD dominant. There's a lot of CBC running around in there and all kinds of other um, variations on the way that the nat plant can naturally produce um different combinations of cannabinoids and, and all kinds of other things. Now, is that like what you're talking about? Because you can get like an Afghani Kush or, a you know, all these different strands, you know, or, or you know, what I, I can't remember all the different strand names because <laughs> I'm not that educated in <laughs> yeah. it. Um, 
But is that why some of them will make you sleepy? Some of them will make you a little bit more energized. Some, you know what I mean? There's different attributes to different strands in the end result. And I'm speaking more to the THC aspect of the plant, not the CBD. Well, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And but like, CBD, though, yeah, yeah. Oh, really, too? Yeah, so it's it's a combination. I mean, the cannabis plant is a powerhouse of, you know, a chemical production. Um, nutrients, chemicals, flavonoids, all kinds of, you know, it's, it's amazing at producing all of these different phytonutrients, chemicals, however you want to put it. So when you have these different combinations they're going to affect the the person differently um so you know the the idea of sativa versus indica is is really not a those really, were words i was looking for yep so that's it's actually come we've come to understand that those are really not accurate taxonomical definitions um they're it's all in the same family and it actually has very little distinguishable differences other than where it grows and so um, you know land race is something that is acclimatized to a certain region and so in a place like Afghanistan people people think of you know your Afghani indicas as being super sleepy knockout couch lock stuff but in Afghanistan there is tall thin leaf plants that most people would look at and say hey that's a sativa and there's short fat leaf broad leafed plants and people would look at that and say it's an indica and really what we're finding out more and more is that the the combination of the cannabinoids and the terpenes are really the best way to distinguish one plant for another from another and potentially kind of intuit or you know through understanding of of the different effects of the of the terpenes which are the volatile compounds that come off of the plant and make the smell so you're getting down into like the genetic interior of the plant not based off of the physical look of the plant Right. Is what you're talking about? Yeah, what you you can call it the the phytonutrient profile, the cannabinoid and terpenoid profile, um, and so all of that is what makes up these different effects that we've come to kind of know and understand. And you know, indica and sativa are still widely used, and that's because we have to have words to talk about these things. You know, most people are not going to want to go through a certificate of analysis from a lab <laughs> and say, oh, this has this, this, and this. People are like, is this going to put me on my couch or is it going to kind of be more of a, of a waking thing or a stimulating situation? And so, um, yeah, it's there's so many different active constituents in the plant that... Um, we have to consider all of those as factors in, in how it's going to affect you. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Now bringing that full circle back into product development. Yeah. You guys have started introducing a lot more products. Right. Going back to that. So, yeah, um, we all of our products are based on a, a specific uh, cultivar. Cultivar is the, the term that I use. You know, you can say strain, you can say strand, you can, you know, say all these different words. Um, cultivar is the one that, that seems to make the most sense for me. Um, wh what that means is it's coming from the, the same parents. It's got the same genetic lineage. Um, it's been bred to have certain characteristics and it's all um, grown from seed. That's super important from, uh, for us. Um, it's grown from seed in native soil. So when you grow from something from seed, you're gonna have little bits of variation on, on what chemicals are produced by each individual seed. But um, 
the products we all develop, they're based on this one cultivar called Lifter. Um, the reason we chose that is because it's, it's a very hardy plant. It's um, user-friendly for the farmers. It's user-friendly for us on the, on the processing side. It's super, super consistent with its chemical profile. Um, and it has a, um, some terpenes and a, and a cannabinoid profile that really fits the bill for the, the primary reasons we find people are using the products. And so what we do is we, we make our base solutions. Our, it all essentially starts with the, the original strength. Um, so we do the low temperature olive oil infusion. Um, what that means is we developed a process where we don't heat the oil at all. Um, for the CBDA, it's raw flour, direct flour. We're not using biomass or any of that stuff. It gets infused directly into the olive oil. Um, for the CBD, we heat the flowers up and it goes through a process called decarboxylation where it changes from CBDA to CBD. And then we do the low temperature infusion. And so these other products we develop use that as the base. Um, the balm and, and the, the pain stick and um, those, those products are built off of the CBD3X. So the, it goes through the process of that triple infusion um, I take it through that process and then and then we mix that in with you know for the balm it's you know some organic beeswax and some organic jojoba oil and then there's a couple key essential oils in there and um, you know selecting essential oils that are going to potentially um, increase the permeability of, of it being able to pass through the skin and getting into the system um, so yeah, the, the balm that we made is amazing. Um, it's got stuff, um, frankincense, it's got uh, lemon balm, which are all just make this wonderful flavor, but they all also, like I said, increase the, the viability of it being applied topically and, and actually soaking in. So It's got to smell delicious too. Though. It absolutely smells delicious. So you delicious. like put yourself on and it's just like frankincense and, and lemon? Lemon balm. And yeah. lemon balm, that's yeah. got to smell so good. It does. I, I love it. I mean, we've come across, there is a few people that have kind of requested that we try making one without the essential oils just because they're super sensitive to smells, and, mm -hmm. and we are looking into developing that. Um, but at this point, um, it's really user-friendly for, you know, getting tons of good feedback on it. And then we also um, made one called the pain stick and that's the balm comes in like a jar and you know, you put your finger in the jar and then you rub it on whatever hurts um, and go from there. So the pain stick, it comes in like a deodorant kind of um, applicator. It's a little smaller than your classic deodorant. And it's also got this flower and I knew I should have practiced saying the word. Um, it's like hyacinths. It's this wild flower that like only grows in this certain um, elevation range. It's mostly cultivated in Taiwan um, and it provides an icy hot kind of sensation, a lot like the menthol rubs that people use. Um, so that's in a really nice applicator where you don't have to get any on your hands and you can just, you know, um, uh, directly apply, directly apply it. Yeah, you can. Um, I don't even advance the the material up so a little bit sticks out and then rub it on and then you you know go back in like a chapstick almost mm -hmm. kind of thing and so super good feedback on that um so the balm is just like kind of um your classic um 
bomb it doesn't have any of the icy hot sensation so it's a little bit more moderate you know as far as um, the way it feels but extremely effective for a lot of folks and then the pain stick has got that icy hot so it's like you know your muscles are super tight or you know you got something that's really out of place and you rub that on there it's amazing how well it works um, for me personally and and for so many of the people that have been trying it so yeah having really good success with those products we just recently launched a um, propolis and manuka honey throat spray i saw that yeah and so that was something that um, my business partner had originally um, worked on developing for his family and his family loved it he'd made some and and i loved it and and it was one of those things like hey, you know, just because we're a hemp product company doesn't mean we have to try to throw hemp into everything. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's being just overdone to the most insane extent. You know, you have hemp-infused pillows and bras and Are you all. kidding? No, I'm not even kidding. So it's its own little niche now. Yeah, it's just, well, and it's just, you know, you can buy a jar of white powdered hemp, you know, a CBD isolate and just dump it into anything. And all of a sudden it's this like... CBD product that everybody's going to buy because CBD is some, some hot shit or whatever. It is hot shit, and what I really like is that you're bringing up the conversation about isolate, and we had had this on a past podcast, yep. um, you know, for anyone who wants to go back and listen to that, but I have no problem talking about it again. There's a little bit of a difference between CBD isolate and what you're actually making, and now... What I respect about the product that you're making is you're actually making it from the whole flower. Right. You're actually, there's there's not much of a chemical process. I mean, sure, maybe you're heating up the buds or that you're heating up the flower. For and the CBD. Yeah. For the CBD, um, you know, or, or infusing without heat, I think you said, um, for the CBDA. Um, yeah, so so both of the products, the infusion process is without heat. That was really important to us in our development because um, the classic way that people have kind of been infusing oils for, you know, say the last 20, 30 years is people throw a bunch of bud or leaf or whatever into a pot and, and cook it with olive oil. So olive oil is, is an extremely stable oil, but once you start going above 90, 100, 110, once you start getting up to 130, 150 degrees, you're having a lot of free radicals being created in the oil that's destabilizing to the oil, so it's gonna sour faster once, you know, if you heat it and then put it into a bottle. Um, and you're creating free radicals, which are pro-inflammatory. So if we're trying to be anti-inflammatory, then mm -hmm. we're not trying to create pro-inflammatories. So the process that we do is built around retaining that chemical complexity of the whole flower, like you said. So Instead of the isolate. Exactly. And so what's essentially, and you don't have to go into too much detail, but what's, what's the isolate? Like when you're, when you're getting an isolate and you're getting that, that crystal clear liquid or you're getting the powder that you're talking about, there's much more of a chemical synthetic process to get to that stage so they're using synthetic chemicals the cbd itself is not synthetic you know 99.99 percent of the time there's a few people messing around with trying to do synthetic cannabinoids but 
we'll set that aside. <laughs> um, so yeah, what what they're doing is you know they're using you know chemical solvents to strip away everything but this singular CBD compound. So what what gets wild is that the CBD in our product and the CBD in that white powder or that clear liquid or however it's it's you know being concocted, the CBD itself is chemically exactly the same. There's no difference. You know, our, our CBD itself is no better than their CBD itself. Theirs is no better than ours. But what we are doing is we're delivering this pharmacopoeia of other chemical constituents, these other phytonutrients that all the research, not sorry, not all the research, all the good research is from, from where I stand, um, all the, the research that's using these, you know, diverse plant um, preparations is showing that when you know the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts you know <laughs> so when you break things up and then try to mix them back together like you're using you know there's some amazing science that goes into that and i really respect the people that are interested in doing that for the challenge but when it comes to using a plant um and putting it into my body i i you know i always say nature is the best chemist well you're the you're doing it organically I'm doing it organically and I'm and and I'm preserving the the ratios and the constituent parts as well as I possibly can. That's that's the entirety of the goal of the way that we developed our processing is is to preserve that natural complexity and not just hey there's CBC and there's CBD but in this plant there's this ratio of cbc to cbd and that matters um, because what what we find is that there's all these different constituents and one will upregulate these these different centers in the body and another will downregulate these other parts of the body and having that balanced the way that the plant comes out of the ground um, seems to be the most effective and 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 our customers and you know um our like-minded folks all kind of believe that that uh the the plant's doing it right so our job is is to make it a, a delivery system you know my as goal, natural as you can from the plant exactly to the person taking it yeah because not most people don't want to smoke you know can't a lot of people don't want to smoke cannabis a lot of people want. i don't want to smoke it yeah and and you want to get the same dose every time if you want and you want to be able to adjust your dose as you want and smoking that can be tricky you know with thc you can take a little tiny puff and see how it goes and then take a little another little puff but with things like cbd it's really useful to be able to kind of manage it based on these kind of milligram markers well um, and it, speaking to that on the oil bottles now your droppers have the graduated marking yes yeah. which for the one ounce yeah for me is just amazing because yeah. i mean i put it in my coffee every morning right, right? so that's that's kind of how i'm ingesting it is is i'll put it in the bottom of my coffee cup and then i pour you know my coffee awesome. directly into it um and that it i get the flavor you know right. i get more of a flavor you know i i, I get the smell as well which all of those are attributes that I love about the plant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as well, I just, I love coffee every single morning Ooh, in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can, before I wasn't, 
I was, I mean, it was always kind of a little guesswork. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, was that the same? Oh, was that the same? Exactly. Now I can actually be like, okay, boom, yep. that's the same. Boom. That's the same every day, you know, and I, and I take it in the morning with my coffee and I take it at night with my melatonin when I'm going to bed. And nice. That's kind of my balance that I've found that works really well for me. Perfect. Um, I lost my train of thought and where I was going with Just it. Just going the with airplane. the titration. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I really like the fact that you guys have included those markers. Yeah. You know, on the dropper. Yeah. It's it's huge. Super being helpful. Able, being able to offer that was a big, big step in the right direction. And, and you know, with, currently with the half ounce and the four ounce, they don't have the graduation marks um, because – it's just a lot harder to find high quality you call it the pipette is that glass part it's hard to find a, a high quality graduated pipette that that fits with all the the bottles that we're using and the tops that we're using and everything like that um so yeah with with the half ounce it's like you know you're kind of getting used to it giving it a shot and then you move up to the one ounce and you have that graduated markings and then we have you know customers with the four ounce and and some people are totally fine kind of with the intuitive like oh that's the same amount as last time and little variations aren't you know aren't gonna hurt anybody that's the beautiful thing about this stuff but i i'm somebody that likes to like go to the line and keep it at that line and i know that if i'm at that line that's where i want to be so some people that you know buy the four ounce bottle because it's a little better value when you're buying it at volume will also you know they can um, get a one ounce bottle with it and then they can have that graduated dropper so yeah it's all these things that we're tuning in and and the the amount of time that we spend working with nurses and different healthcare practitioners and everything it's super important for them to be able to track and titrate um, the dose and and having that that ability to measure is huge mm -hmm. so yeah so um you know we're we're trying to expand and um just going back to the propolis and manuka honey thing that's just a product that we really appreciate um as people and with our family personally and so we were like hey let's let's offer this to people and the other beautiful thing you know 100 percent honesty is it's hard to be able to advertise with hemp products and so we're like hey we love this product we want to offer it to people and it's really advantageous to be able to have a non on CBD product that we can use to advertise um, and and kind of let people know that this company exists um, mm -hmm. and you know that's the reality of it is we got to do this dance you know and not to say you know we tried putting CBD into it and we just didn't feel like it was adding anything to the product yeah. you know like if you want to to take CBD or CBDA we have ways that you can do that you don't need to have it in every little thing that you're taking you know and that you know adds to the whole titration issue it's like oh i took some this morning should i not use the propolis spray now so yeah it's got a little peppermint in it it's amazing you know and um, my neighborhood is one of the neighborhoods that does the howling at, at eight o'clock every night and so the propolis spray for me helps my throat every night after i'm howling like a banshee out Dude, the window eight o'clock man this whole area lights yeah, up yeah it's fun man. it's so insane it's good my daughter loves it you know and like, kids have to love it it's got to be relieving at the end of a day for a kid yeah. to just shout at the top of their lungs yeah it's cathartic man yeah. you know for adults kids everybody you know it's a good old time so yeah and you well, know super like tri i'm tribalistic maybe yeah. if that's the correct yeah, word it's primal primal yeah. thank you yeah you know 
Yeah. So yeah, we're moving right along as as a company, and and you know just more and more people are finding us. We're you know we're a small company. We don't do a ton of advertising, so um, you know we've got a, a lot of great regular folks ordering the products from the first podcast we did. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of word of mouth way that we're spreading and. Um, and of course, working with the the American Cannabis Nurses Association is a, is a huge part of um, of what we're doing and how we're getting our products out to people. We really want it to be a tool, um, both for people that can just get it directly themselves and mm-hmm. and work it out on their own, but also we want to build this cannabinoid tool for um, you know healthcare practitioners to use as they wish. Well, and for outdoorsmen, you know, speaking for myself and yeah. you know guys like me. Um, I know a lot of outdoorsmen that smoke pot, and I know a lot of outdoorsmen that don't want anything to do with pot, and it's yeah. super taboo. You right. know what I mean? Because the outdoor industry is is very um, interesting, to say the least. That's one of those little helicopter oh, pods I, I was it. telling you about. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very the outdoor interesting is very interesting, and it yeah. has the outdoor interesting. <laughs> the outdoor industry is very interesting. Right. I, I think that's it. what I was trying to say. Maybe I said it I'm right the first time. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking helicopters. Um, in the sense that, like, so for me, from my perspective, I'm sober. I've been sober for 15 years. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Everybody around me in the outdoor industry, everybody drinks. Mm. Quite a few people smoke pot. And it's really funny because everybody loves to tell me about all of their extracurricular activities. So I have a really good idea of who's doing what and how it's all going down and where the lines really lie, you know. And what I love about your product is that it's it's not getting anybody high. It's not getting me high as somebody who that's that's my main and primary concern. The benefit that it brings to me as an outdoorsman and like I was saying earlier in the podcast is that my knees and I have a very bad knee. I have a very bad back. You know, from when I fell when I was 19 years old, yeah. um, I was six months sober at the time. Actually, coming up, it's May 9th, so May 12th is going to be my 15-year oh, anniversary of, you know, being royally <laughs> fucked up. Um, but, so I've got, you know, bad bad knee, bad back, you know, yeah. my body hurts. Not necessarily sleeping in the most comfortable positions all the time. Not necessarily you know, sitting in the most comfortable positions, but I made it through this entire season without being like, wow, man, Hmm. my knees tossed, Mm -hmm. you know, like my knee is totally tossed this year, you know, like the inflammation in my back is terrible. You know, Mm -hmm. I slept on it wrong for the most part throughout the entire year. I was like, just going yeah, and not thinking, not really thinking twice about it. And Mm -hmm. personally for me, this being the first year that I consistently took something Mm-hmm. to make myself feel better other than ibuprofen other than ibuprofen mm-hmm. it was amazing yeah you know and and i mean so I've, good to hear. I've used circle labs obviously you know um solely that's that's the only cbd product that i've used and i mean obviously a lot of that's because i've known you my whole life and right. you know we're buddies and of course i'm going to support your business as much as i can um and it's it's unreal i would never have guessed that I could have the benefits that I've had from CBD without actually having gone through it for the last year and used it for the last year, you know, and, and 
really trying to encourage other outdoorsmen and buddies that I have because everybody is like, oh, CBD is awesome. And I'll see a buddy post a picture of CBD and it's an isolate. And like in my head, I'm super prejudiced against isolate having, you know, outside of the podcast spoke with you at length about, you yeah. know, all of the different ways and, and everything like that. And, um, for me, it's just been extremely beneficial. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't go a day in my life without taking it. Yeah. And that's, that's what's beautiful about this, you know, is that, um, you know, I, I admit I, like six years ago when I was really starting to kind of get into the CBD world, I was pretty skeptical and, and the, I it just, I never get tired of hearing those stories. And, you know, I read a lot of research papers and there's a lot of cool stuff of like, oh, it does this and it does that. But what's really powerful and what, you know, what gets me going and keeps me going is is the stories that are people are like, hey, you know, I was able to stop taking this. I was able to stop taking that. I was able to get outside more. I was able to ride my bike more. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have found benefit from it. And I don't I want to be super clear. Not everybody is going to, it's going to be some miracle cure for them. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is, is going to have this perfect, great experience. Um, a lot of that is not necessarily knowing where to start with your dose, not knowing how to adjust the dose. And then also, of course, you know, the quality of the product and the consistency of the product, you know, um, it's really important to know that if the last bottle worked great, that the next bottle is going to work great too, you know? Um, well, and I wonder how easily it can be, you know, messed up Yeah. in well, the process of manufacturing for different bottles to have different strengths than there being an actual consistent, constant. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine with, I mean, these giant vats of oil that, that these companies are making. I mean, there's a lot of the industry is people buying pre-made solution and slapping their label on it. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, thousands of companies that are all using the exact same thing inside their product. The only thing that's different is the bottle and the label, you know, and so that is being made in these giant facilities and, you know, whether or not I'm, I'm not even trying to dog them, you know, it's co totally possible for them to be really consistent throughout their process. But I know that they're not going to have the, the phytonutrient diversity that, that we're offering. And, you know, the, we make our product meticulously in, in really small batches and then, com you know, and test each of those batches and then combine those batches and then test the and, you know, and homogenize and test for you know differentiation and and the beauty of it is that we've we've developed this process that that can provide real real consistency that you know meets my standards which are extremely high and and um you know we get lots of feedback that everybody is super appreciative of those standards being met consistently consistently throughout the time that they've been using the product so you know there's a there's a lot of different pe reasons people use it and it's it's sad in these days and times when people are making CBD pillows because it kind of distracts from the, you know, the actual benefit that some people can get. Well, you know? what the fuck is the benefit of sleeping on a CBD pillow? Are you... you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if I pour a bottle into my pillowcase, will that be a <laughs> yeah, CBD pillow? Yeah, probably work better than the one you get from Ikea or whatever. But I mean, 
you know, so. Well, it's like Safeway selling their version. And I think Safeway has a brand called Organics. Yeah. Right. And Organics is actually not organic by any means necessary. It's just a brand name that they slapped on something to up their revenue base. Yeah. Yeah, and at any moment, the, you know, the FDA or the USDA or somebody could come in there and be like, you can't, you're not, you know, there's all kinds of rules about being able to put the word organic, even if it's the name of your company Hence on the bottle. Hence it being organics. Yes, yeah, I mean, exactly. There's all <laughs> kinds of silly ways to get around it. You know, you pay a lawyer enough, you can do whatever you want, yeah. right? But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that there, there's a lot of benefit people can have. And, and like you said, there, there is still a huge stigma around cannabis in general. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all marijuana to some people. And I just hope that, that more and more people can find that it's, it's not, you know, what the kids are smoking behind the bleachers, but it's actually something that you can take that's, that is going to make you feel better. Medicine. For, for a lot of people, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So, I mean, the 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 whole CBD and CBDA thing, you know, is is definitely kind of I think an important thing that we can maybe touch on. And um, you know, most of what you see on the market, pretty much all of what you see on the market, is CBD. Um, CBDA is extremely hard to find, um, and when you do find it, often it's it's got a lot of CBD in it, and you know, there's often serious inconsistencies as to the ratio of cbda to cbd there's always going to be a little bit of cbd in there just because natural processes but our goal is really to keep the original strength at you know maximum you know three milligrams of cbd along with that 17 milligrams of cbda and one of the cool things that we're finding in practice and in research is that cbda a lot of people are able to take less of it you know, so one of our giant, you know, one of our goals um, is to make it affordable and accessible to people that need it. And so um, for certain conditions, people are finding that, you know, for anxiety, there's a lot of research studies that are saying, you know, you got to take like 300 milligrams of CBD to, to really be able to um, abate certain types of anxiety. And um, with something like cbda some people are finding that they can take a lot less that's not for everybody and and obviously this is not medical advice of any sort but the the point is is that cbda is actually a little bit more water soluble than cbd um and so you know there's a lot of people that are claiming to to make water soluble cbd and that's a whole another conversation that we may or may not want to go into but the truth of the fact of the matter is, is that CBDA in its natural state is more water soluble. That means it's potentially easier to move throughout the body. Um, and it actually affects certain receptors. And this is, you know, based on research that's done, um, you know, in a Petri dish as far as that it's that it, it, it can plug into this certain serotonin receptor called the 5-HT1A receptor. Uh, which is a really important serotonin receptor that, you know, they're finding that CBDA actually has an order of magnitude um, better binding affinity to that receptor than CBD. So that means you can take, you know, at, at least 10 times less um, CBDA and, and have it affect that receptor in a similar way as, as if you were taking 10 times more of CBD. So um, CBDA has also been found to potentially be a more effective anti-inflammatory. So 
you know, we take that research and then we go out and, and people are using the products and we check in as much as possible and we love any type of feedback that we get from people. And, and we're finding that a lot of people are taking way less than we thought they would have to to get the results that they were hoping for. Um, so the, the anti-inflammatory benefits of CBDA for a lot of people are, are just doing great things for their life as far as lowering their intake of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, lowering their intake of different sorts of, of pain management, you know, situations that, that they were used to, whether that's self-medicating or, or, you know, pharmaceutical medicating. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're really trying to, to offer a product that, that we stand behind, that we use ourselves, and that we know um, people are going to have access to even once this fad kind of falls off. We want to still, you know, our, we're, I'm, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life, you know, one way or another. But, um, you know, Circle Labs has really got, I think, longevity because we have that long form vision of, you know, we're not trying to play into the hype. We're not jumping into these, you know, giant pool full of people already. Um, we're just kind of over here doing our thing. And the people that are looking for us end up finding us, you know. And you're looking at it, organic growth. Natural exactly. growth by people that love your product because yeah. it's a good product. You know, you're not marketing. You're not doing tons of crazy shit. You're just doing what you, like you said, you're over here doing your thing. Yeah. And, you know, like Gigi Allen, man, you fucking get you <laughs> get in and get on and get involved yeah. or get the fuck off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's kind of the, you know, and I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it's, in itself. That, right. you know, like, and I would not be able to say that without you know having interaction with your product and having used your product you know like knowing that it is good right and knowing that it has changed my life for the better right. um you know as far as uh <laughs> not the voices in my head but anxiety right. and you know other like mental things that not that I couldn't control them, but they were just always there. Yeah, the mind mischief. Mind mischief. Yeah. Very, very, very well put. That's you know? my lady's term. So Is it? I'm not going to take credit <laughs> for that myself. <laughs> I love it. You know, and it's just been able to help me just kind of like, all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and try to go in for the smooth ride instead of constant discourse. Um, you know, And I, I just can I jump on? Just, oh, jump on, man! As Absolutely. You were saying, like about like you know people's kind of wariness around you know can, cannabis products or you know hemp hemp product kind of getting lumped in with you know the marijuana that's being smoked by whoever and and whatever it is. It's um, you know the funny thing is that you know classic you know cannabis smokers are a little are pretty wary of hemp you know because it's like known as like ditch weed or you know fiber weed or whatever and then people that are totally anti-cannabis in general are wary of hemp because it's close it's so close to this other stuff that all these stoners are doing so um you know we kind of get it from both sides but um the the fact of the matter is it's it's a really mellow entrance into the world of of you know plant therapies you know mm -hmm. and one of the other reasons besides just the fact that we developed this amazing product but one of the great things about having these topical products the the pain stick and the balm is is that 
it's it's more comfortable for people that are uncomfortable with the idea ingesting to start by just putting it on your knee just put it on your knee and see what happens and there's no way it's going to get you high there's no way it's going to get get in your way um and there's no way you're going to all of a sudden you know be down on the corner trying to buy a dime bag or whatever you know it's like (laughs) that that cascade is just you you can be really comfortable with the fact that you know rubbing this on my knee is not going to lead to anything terrible and then once you see how well it works then it's like oh maybe i'm actually going to get more benefit of of ingesting it orally and see that 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 actually affects your body in a whole different way and Mm -hmm. in a more powerful way so for some people the topical is plenty um but for some people it's 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 a it's an addition to to other things they're doing and for some people it's just an entrance into finding what they really need to feel all the the relief that they're looking for so that's just important to remember is that you know these topicals um they're they're really effective and they're they're a great way to get started mm-hmm. yeah. so what would you say is going to be the biggest difference between cbd and cbda well i mean you can look at the the constituent parts so cbda is raw so um you know just like a raw vegetable versus a cooked vegetable has different constituent parts there's you know there's um you know you overcook your vegetables and you're getting rid of a lot of the good stuff um just like if you overcook your meat you're getting rid of a lot of the good stuff you know it goes all the way around and it's this you know intuitive thing once you really start looking at it that way so um with with the raw flour you have all those smell compounds you know the things we refer to as terpenes and terpenoids um and you have more flavonoids flavonoids and you have you know, uh, a little bit different type of chlorophyll involved and things like that. So you have this this broader range of, of active constituents. Um, the thing is, when, when the flower goes through the decarboxylation process to turn it from CBDA, which is what the plant makes while it's growing, to CBD, which is the neutral form, um, then you're getting rid of all those smell compounds, all those terpenes and terpenoids. They're, they're super sensitive and they're super volatile. So to 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 get the chemical change to happen from CBDA to CBD, you got to expose it to a good amount of heat. You know, you're talking upwards of 250 degrees. So the terpenes just don't stick around for that. They disappear. You know, a lot of the a lot of the flavonoids change. The chlorophyll totally changes. So that's you know beyond the difference of the single compound CBDA versus CBD, in the products, you have different constituents in CBDA versus CBD. Um, so then we can, you know, once you actually talk about the, you know, zero in on, on the compound itself, um, the CBDA is, is acidic. And like I said, um, you know, that acidity allows it to move through water differently. Um, you know, it, it can travel in the blood stream um, easier than uh, a neutral compound. Um, once it's turned to CBD, it's strictly fat soluble. Um, you know, so you call that lipophilic, and um, that has its own advantages. In in and there's definitely some huge benefits to CBD, and it and those benefits are a little different than the benefits from CBDA. So these are all still things we're figuring out you know um but it's really clear that these are two very different products that we can offer from the same source material from the same farm and um, we can make it in very similar ways and um 
give people the option, you know? And so for, the reality is, is that each person's different and, and one person's CBDA might be exactly what they need and another person's CBDA is, is, is not what they need. It's not giving them the relief that they're looking for. Um, and, and CBD has, has the effects that they're looking for. So um, there are those, you know, those differences. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where we were coming from with offering those two different options. Like I said, CBDA is really hard to find. Um, it's extremely um, uh, difficult to work with. It is surprisingly stable given the right conditions. In other conditions, it, it's very unstable. And after a few months, it will start converting itself to CBD in a lot of, you know, in an alcohol tincture or something like that. Really? Yeah. So um, that's that's another one of the reasons that we chose the organic extra virgin olive oil is we, we found the most stability, the, the best, longest shelf life. Um, and then, you know, like I mentioned before, all the all the phytonutrients involved in olive oil itself. Mm hmm. So. Um, right on. So I'm going to ask you, this is the dead eye minute, the dead eye question. Oh, boy. Right. I was waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> so dead eye outfitters, hats, hoodies. By the time this podcast come out, I'm pretty sure that the Memorial Day line will be will be after Memorial Day, I think. Or right before. I'm not sure. I'd have to check my podcast inventory. But mm -hmm. um, anyways, uh, so what's it like for you bringing up a child around the cannabis industry? Because hmm. a lot of people. That's different than the last question. I don't remember what the last question was. Was the it good? High question? It yeah. was like whether you'd rather shit yourself every day at home oh, okay <laughs> yeah so we're getting serious <laughs> yeah. today so you know, well and so the reason why i ask it's is a because great question. Yeah. it is it really is you know and and there's people that would be like oh well you know and you were talking about you know your daughter right yeah earlier yeah. and and you know all, all of that stuff and how you know i it posed in my mind like i wonder how many people will in their head judge you mm. for being in the cannabis industry a lot of them um right yeah and then having a child that you're raising up essentially yeah. around the cannabis industry mind you it's legal in california and you know cbd i, I believe and unless it's changed but it's legal in 48 states 50 yeah. is it all 50 now yeah, yeah. okay so on our and first we'll ship, we ship internationally too so. yeah so yeah. i mean and and there you go and 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 for you you know you're looking more for the legal end of the industry instead of the black market end of the industry right yeah. and uh so i wonder how many people in their in their heads might listen to this podcast and then question well you know what kind of parent is this bringing up a child in the cannabis industry yeah you know yeah it's a great question man and it's it's definitely an interesting one um you know i i did kind of you know start in more or less the black market and and spent a lot of time in the california prop 215 medical market that was kind of in this gray dark gray zone um and and moved my way into hemp and a lot of my decisions around each step of that process was like how is this going to affect my kids you know how how is this going to affect my the possibility that i may or may not be present for you know the kids yeah. coming up a lot of my decisions were based on that um, and so i was a lot more conservative than a lot of people that i was around um, and when it comes to that and so for me i think um you know 
my daughter has always been kind of raised under the impression this is a plant. It's, it's, a, it's a plant that you respect. Um, there's, you know, certain plants that are totally unacceptable and, and, you know, not unacceptable, but there's certain, certain plants that, um, that you don't have any access to until you're older. Just like, you know, uh, the liquor cabinet or the beer in the fridge, mm -hmm. you know, it's, there's no different. And, you know, beer in the fridge is actually a lot more accessible than anything cannabis in my house, you know. So those are all considerations. And, you know, but what's beautiful about where we're at right now in California and as the laws change and, and as I transitioned into this hemp space is that it's more and more acceptable and I'm I'm less fearful of of people making judgments and so I'm extremely active in my daughter's school you know I've, I've sat on the fundraising board for the school district for what four years now and and part of my comfortability in that is like you know a lot less worry and and being yeah we're in West Marin in California and so it's kind of already accepted but it's still you know a little bit questionable still taboo yeah, so moving into that space took some kind of like effort on my part of being like, look, I'm not ashamed of, of myself and, and the way I carry myself in the world. So, and it's really important for me to be involved. So, um, you know, getting involved, a big part of that was, you know, these legal transitions that are happening. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, we take other herbs at home that are not cannabis, you know, um, in supplement form or, you know, whether it's, you know, growing sage in the garden and, you know, all those other things. And I've always had a really, really grounded conversations with, with the kid about, you know, the kids about, um, about how this goes. You know, I, I um, helped raise my daughter's brother, you know, who's not my blood kid but you know he's definitely I consider him um, you know a, a big part of my life and so he was around for a lot more of that transitional time period and it was definitely like you keep things separate and you know he he was aware of what was going on and and um, you know the key factor is I know how to keep my kids safe and I'm gonna do everything in my power to a be there for, for the kids and and be make sure that they're not getting into anything that they shouldn't be and so you take proper precautions you treat things with respect and reverence and and you go from there you know um, it's 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 definitely tricky you know there's mm -hmm. a lot of judgment around it by a lot of people absolutely you know but um, what what's most important to me is that that my kids safe and that I'm not putting myself at risk to be taken away from them or them taken away from me and um, you know, which is totally respectable and, and something that you brought up that I really like, you know, is that you've been a, a member of your local school board, you know, fundraiser, the fundraising foundation, the fundraising yeah. foundation, which is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to get to be a part of the community in that way and really play a role in in trying to help the education um the school district, you know, whatever you, the education system, school district, whatever you want to say, um, to be able to have maximum funds to help teach kids in the best possible way that in itself, you know, it's, it speaks for itself. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You know and it's funny cause for me, I mean, you know, and, and you were talking about having come, I mean, most people have 
come out of the black market into more of a a legal pursuing of their own dreams in the cannabis industry. And um, what I really liked is that what you pointed out is every step of the way, it was about your kids and about your kids' future and about your role in their life as a father figure. Yeah. You know, and you making responsible you know, educated decisions on what direction you wanted to take yourself in the industry that had been a part of your whole life to get to continue being a, a positive role model in their eyes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, anybody who wants to try to shame or guilt or yeah. judge, whatever, I mean, fuck them. And at the end of the day, yeah, as yeah. long as I'm not ashamed, that's, yeah. you know, that's what matters the most to me. And, and yeah, and I, I passed up a lot, a lot of opportunities to make more money. You know, a lot of people think that all pot growers are like, all like making tons of money and stuff. And, and there's ways to do it where you're putting food on your table and you're not making a lot of money. And, and that's the, the path that I chose because it was the, the path that I, could be sure that I was going to be there to put food on the table continually. I, I, you know, I'm not looking to, to, uh, to buy them all the fancy stuff and all that. I'm, I'm looking to be there, you know? And so that's, I appreciate you, uh, kind of acknowledging that and, and talking about it because it's really important in these days and times, you know, there's, there's a lot of shame from outside that people internalize, you know, and, and that's a really hard thing not to do. And, you know, the whole, getting active in the school community it's like oh when are they going to ask me what i do for a living and and at a certain <laughs> point it's like you know what's important is that i'm helping raise money for the school so we can teach these kids the way we want and you're to not teach but you're not doing it illegally yeah exactly. you know what i mean that's yeah. like how I, I, always your job it. is not yeah you know illegal activity your job is is legal activity i mean it'd be different if it was like you know uh i mean think of a movie um Starsky and Hutch, you know what I mean, and and uh, Vince Vaughn's character is importing, exporting drug, but doing all these like wonderful things to help the community. Right, right. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. It's not that's, an that's old not story too. that's <laughs> not the role that you're you're no. taking on. Like you're just doing things legit, and you know you're putting food on the table, taking care of your family, raising your kids in a good, positive environment, being a good, positive role model, definitely exhibiting like very good decision making as far as the future of yourself and your kids and your family right you know what i mean so like and it's being of service you yeah. know i think you know i got a lot of respect for anybody that kind of goes about their life as as a way to be of service to the community you know 100 percent. that's a good way to to do good for your kids is by being of service to the community because then the community is going to respect your kids that you know that looks mm -hmm. good on them so that that's that's a super important one for me and and have fun at it you yeah know? Mm, right well and you know that's a really good point you know and, and that's for me a really big way that i like to live my life is is how can i be of maximum service right to my fellows around me exactly you know and and how can i what can i do to better be that vessel yeah you know yeah yeah, and it takes that question in order to do it, really. You know, you don't have to do something fantastical. You don't have to, like, you know, invent something new or anything. You just got to have that question in your mind, and you're automatically going to act better. You know, right. you're going to do better. Well, and the funnest part, the most fun part about a lot of that kind of stuff for me is being of maximum service to my fellows is, 
doing esteemable acts without recognition mm, absolutely and never letting anybody know like absolutely you know hey don't tell anybody that this ever happened or we ever did this or you know i'm not this isn't a recognition thing this yeah. is just you know here's a handout from experience let me help you as much as i possibly can yep you know yep that's what it's all about man i mean that's 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 what gets gets me the buzz that I'm looking for, mm -hmm. you know. For sure, dude, getting high on life, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the good <laughs> that's the good dopamine for sure. One hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah, do good and feel good. Right. So. Right, right on, man. So, I hooked you up with a bunch of meat. Yeah, organic dude. meat. Oh the man, we're week. living good now. Right, and tell me about your experience in your household when you gave some to your family for the first time. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say right now, I, I got what I deserved. My daughter is a very, very picky eater, you know, I, as I was when I was coming up. And I, you know, feel for my parents now looking back on that. And uh, so my daughter, man, you know, you, you get a different brand of noodles and it's like, you, I'm going to hear about it. And of course, you know, <laughs> they're still going to sit there and eat the noodles, but I'm going to hear about it, you know. So anyways, um, you know, we're making our, you know, pasta with red sauce is one of their favorite things and, and broccoli and everything. And um, didn't didn't mention anything, just just threw it on the on the on the pan and cooked it up and they like give me this look and i'm like oh god here it comes you know and they're like this is amazing like what did you do differently this time dad i'm like well actually yeah and started explaining you know it's like you know the 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 diversity of diet that this animal was exposed to is beyond anything you've probably ever tasted before you know and the quality of this meat and the freshness of it and and the heart that brought it here all the way to this table is mm -hmm. a whole different thing and that's what you're tasting you know and now it's like oh like when are we gonna have that meal again dad yeah <laughs> he's like went right through it's so good man i really appreciate that oh of I course you know but like what i love is that the recognition that was made there. Yeah. Instantly knew. Oh yeah. Without that it was doubt. healthy and nutritious. Yeah. Something, the flavor, whatever it was. Yeah. That she noticed was instantaneously noticeable to her, her palate, you yeah. know, her being as a person, and enjoyed it. And what that really tells me as a hunter is that we do have a chance, man. Yeah. We do have a chance to. To get people to understand better what it is that we're doing out there, yeah. why we're doing it, and the positive benefits of it, yeah. right? And, like, that is a huge part of what we go through as hunters mm. as far as putting meat on the table and, and providing meat for ourselves. And, sure, some people say they don't hunt for the meat. Some people hunt for the meat. Some mm. people hunt for the horns. Everybody has a different perspective on it, you right. know. I personally, I hunt a lot for the meat you know and and i have for a long time and to be able to hear that is awesome man yeah. you know and, and it goes all the way back to like dude i've i've stoked vegetarians and vegans out hmm. on wild game that i've harvested myself and for whatever primal reason they're like okay i'll do it yeah you know yeah. okay i respect that and i'll do it you yeah. know and, and that like that gives me hope for the future of hunting and the future of I mean, I don't want to say all mankind because that just sounds way too big. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it gives me hope for the future of, of 
future hunters yeah. and yeah, maybe people that'll yeah. want to get involved and maybe people that'll you know maybe they'll want to pick up a bow maybe yeah. they'll want to pick up a rifle maybe they won't want to pick up a gun because of the stigma against guns and and a lot of people don't like the idea of firearms but maybe they'll pick up a bow because that's an easier that's an easier route for them to get into you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's uh, it's like like the the balm and the you know and the yeah. topicals it's like there's there's all Gateway. these ways that we need to reintroduce things you know it's not it's not a, a, a it's not a a novel introduction it's a reintroduction to like oh this is what meat's supposed to taste like this is you real know? organic meat. Yeah, and it was like first bite to the last. Like, whoa! Like, I like honestly, I, yeah. I haven't heard that many exclamations of of enjoyment, you know, out of a out of a meal in a, in a long time. And so, I'll I just think, plug that that was a cow elk taken out of Montana this last season. Awesome. Just so you know, everybody knows. Yeah. What it was. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It was so tasty. Yeah, we all enjoyed it so much, and and. Um, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world to, to know where something comes from, you mm -hmm. know. And that goes back to, you know, the way that we make our products, you know, for a circle. It's like, I want to know exactly where it comes from. I want to know who had their hands in that dirt and how they feel about life and, and, and how they feel about the plants. Because it's representative of the end, the final product. Exactly. And 100%. I know you, you had reverence for that animal in the process of the hunt and in the, in the whole process. And that, yeah, that, that goes so far, you know, into the experience of consuming it, you mm -hmm. know, on all sides, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know it's uh cbd or or food or or anything else you know or music you know for that matter right it's like mm -hmm. it's like people that would be doing it for the sake of doing it you know not not trying to to win a trophy or, or any of that stuff but yeah super appreciate you sharing that bounty with us yeah it's awesome anytime man hell yeah hell yeah right on well let's wrap it up there i guess cool yeah you know. sounds good yeah see how it goes how it yeah went. and then so you guys are going to put a a code on your website yeah yeah right We're, yeah so anybody that enters thank you for reminding me anybody that enters uh legion 20 mm -hmm. um and that's going to be on the website um we'll have that all live by the time this goes goes out into the world um and so there's a, just a place to enter a code when you're filling out your billing information and that'll be good for 20% off of all the products. Yeah. And Come give it a try. Everybody who listened, man, I, I cannot express enough from my own personal experience of a year using your CBDA product um, and the benefits that I felt in my life, you know, whether it be psychologically or physically. Absolutely. Um, across the board, you know, I haven't had a bad experience with the product at all I, I absolutely love it you know i'm really excited to be able to offer to the listeners a 20 percent off i in no way shape or form am like receiving any cash there's no like the the discount code doesn't mean that i get a percentage of the sale this is strictly just to hook you guys up and stoke you guys on seriously good products that help me better my life and hopefully can help you better your life at the end of the day, you know, and that's kind of what we strive for. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, know? man. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, you're hiking, you know, I'm a skateboarder for 25 years and, and it gets me through the day, mm -hmm. especially after a session. So, 
um, I just encourage everybody to give it a shot. And, you know, we do really try to keep even the full price super accessible. Um, and we also try to do a lot of sales to, to make it more accessible to folks, especially in these changing times. So um, never hesitate to reach out and, and say, hey, and, and see what we can do for you if you're struggling. Right on. How can people look up Circle Labs? So circlelabs.co. So it's Circle Labs, labs with an S, and it's .co. There's no M on there, just circlelabs.co. And um, you can contact us through there. There's a phone number, an email address. We love hearing from people. We love, you know, chatting about the products, answering questions. Um, we do have a registered nurse advisor that'll do a, a free 15-minute consultation just to kind of get you some bearings on, on how to approach it how to get started if, if that will make you feel better and then you know she also has a private practice where she helps people develop you know treatment protocols and, and everything um, through that and that's called radical health r-a-d-i-c-l-e health radicalhealth.com and they're great folks we love working with them and it's not like a pay-to-play situation it's like mutual appreciation for sure so mm -hmm everybody is is kind of out in it for the same thing so definitely you know support them they're really good at working with older folks we have a lot of people in their 60s 70s and 80s using the products. my parents yeah yeah <laughs> man mine too yeah <laughs> for sure right so yeah super appreciate the time man yeah. really stoked to be here and thanks for coming out today hopefully you enjoyed the food and oh man that chicken was amazing it came out really good yeah <laughs> i was We'll have Super. to come back for that. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, thanks for your time. Hell yeah. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.